Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon, and this is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 43 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn Sales as one of 15 innovating sales influencers to follow. In this episode of Scale Your Sales podcast, my guest, who is a positioning expert, talks about escaping the flip-flop zone and instead making quality decisions. In her book, Success is Easy, she really uh, uh, understands through her life experiences uh, that success, if you focus on that, is easy and gives you the strategies of how to do that and transform failure into progress. My next guest is the world number one authority on expert and market positioning. She has been a professional speaker, business mentor for over 25 years and presented before thousands of people in 28 countries. She is the best-selling author of 10 books, including The Highly Paid Expert, Success is Easy and Expert Positioning. So welcome to Scale Yourselves podcast, Debbie Allen. It's an absolute pleasure having you on Scale Yourselves podcast, and I'm really keen to dig into uh, becoming a brand expert and positioning, market positioning. So first, um, I how you turned your book into a bestseller on Amazon in just one hour. Tell us how you did that. <laughs> Well, Janice, thanks thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I I really enjoy your podcast. You give a lot of great uh, feedback for sure. Um, yeah, well, that was a, a book I wrote many years ago, uh, and it was called Confessions of Shameless Self Promoters. And I believe all of us, if we're going to scale ourselves up to the next level, we need to promote ourselves. You know, you need to toot your own horn instead of waiting for other people to toot it for you. Um, and so I put that that book out there um, in radio, TV interviewer interview report that was what you know you did back in the day uh you'd advertise you get on a lot of radio shows and of course i've done a lot of radio shows and uh, but back then it was kind of starting out and you know i'd get on the little radio shows or i'd say yes to everything and then i got a call from casey armstrong from the howard stern show and uh, howard's you know he says howard wants to be on the show because you know he's a little shameless and he thinks your ideas are pretty interesting he wants you to come on and talk to the book talk about the book and i said well, he's going to beat me up. That's like, get the guest. That's not like a radio show. He's like, oh no. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. Um, you know, and Janice, we talked about this before we came on the show. I get a mentor or a coach for everything. You know, it's first time you do something, you want to come out, you want to be the best you can be. Um, and that's really what helps you grow and scale your business is just, you know, getting help from somebody who's already been there and do that. Um, so I thought, well, who's been on the Howard Stern? When I was writing that book, uh, one of the people that was in the book, his name is Bill Goss, and he wrote a book called The Luckiest unlucky man alive <laughs> now this is not a kind of guy you want to hang out with <laughs> but you know he did have uh, the knowledge of being on that show and i i called him up and i said would you coach me through the process and he's like really <laughs> he said first of all i will tell you you don't want more than four and a half minutes or it's going to go in a direction you don't want 
Uh, this is not Oprah's book of the month club. He doesn't promote books, but if you want to go for it, you know, hey, it's you know, you're a speaker, you got a, you know, you got a good story. Um, so it was going to be a month out. You know, when he, I called him every single week, and he's like, if he says this, says this, it's kind of like the opposite of what you do when you want to get along with a podcast or radio host. It's like you kind of have to attack them back, and then you, uh, you know, you balance out. It's kind of a crazy thing. So I uh, got on the show, um, and then Howard says. Well, you know, it says uh, you can make anybody shamelessly famous. And that's what the ad said. And I was like, eh, I didn't want to say that. Right. I knew you'd go there. And I said, you know, he goes, he goes, I've never heard of you before. I said, Howard, I'm on your show, aren't I? (laughs) So it's kind of like, and so I was like, you know, hitting him with these little zingers and, um, and he laughed and, you know, it kind of gave me a little bit of a hard time. But then he says, I don't promote books but I'm going to promote this book because I think everybody, you know, everybody that has anything to sell needs to be promoting themselves. Cause if you don't believe in what you're selling, you know, including yourself, then you shouldn't be doing it, you know, go work for somebody else. And so he said the book title and, you know, and it went to Amazon bestseller in, in one hour. And it was just crazy. That was before I knew anything about making bestsellers, anything about really doing a lot of interviews. But again, you know, the lesson here, Janice, is, uh, well, the power of the media, one, right? The power of your podcast here, too. Listeners can hear something and go, hey, you know, I learned something from there and want to continue to follow you. Um, But also the power of uh, just being able to promote yourself and put yourself out there and saying yes to things that scare you. um, Because every time you do something the first time is going to, you know, make you a little nervous. I love that because you, on so many levels, um, in terms of I'm thinking about salespeople, the first time that you're um, uh, presenting to a large group of, of of people, you're going to be nervous. But you know, get a good mentor, someone that's actually done it before. Even you know, from as you say, kind of like in the speaking world, it's really important to have someone that's that's travelled that path path before but really understand your audience all of the research that that you did on this person you knew you were going to get beaten up and you were ready for it and you know I'm sure if he if you hadn't done that research and you gave as good as you got so you you grew in his level of respect he probably wouldn't have promoted the book if he thought you were a bit lightweight he certainly wouldn't have promoted the book so you sometimes you've got to stand for what what you well always you've got to stand for for what you believe and this is very much what you help um experts salespeople are have to stand for for what they believe as well so what are the kind of top tips that you would give in order to help someone that might be employed by a company so they think well it's the company brand it's not me mistake Mm -hmm. you know what would you say to that individual about the importance of managing your own profile. Yeah, you have to have your own personal brand. I mean, if you're really not making a mark within an organization, you're so easily replaceable. And a lot of people think they make a lot of money. I call that the golden handcuffs. You know, even the professional speaking world, even as an entrepreneur, you can create the golden handcuffs, you know, be a very successful professional speaker traveling the world. You know, I did 28 countries in three years. Um, And it, it was like, it was really kind of the golden handcuffs. If I hadn't reinvented myself to other ways of using speaking um, as a skill to sell, I would never be where I'm at today because 
You can't just be a road warrior in the world of professional speaking. You have to have other income streams. And I think the same thing is true with anybody that's in working for a corporation. You need to have a side hustle. You have something. And especially we're talking about sales. You can sell something. You can sell anything, right? Um, And if you can't speak your mind and be your own person when you're working for an organization, then you shouldn't be there. Because I always say, Janice, if it's not fun anymore, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's got to be fun. Even in my own business, it's like, I'm going to reinvent myself or I'm going to do something different or not, you know, do this stream of income anymore because I don't enjoy doing it. And I think that's what we're put on this earth for is be independent. I was a very independent um, child, even in my you know, teen years. It's like, I was a terrible student in high school, didn't want to learn what I didn't, you know, what I had to learn. Uh, but I was really good at learning what I loved to learn. And I think that's true of a lot of entrepreneurs. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was 19 and never even applied for a J-O-B. You know, so yeah, I'm probably not a good person to ask that question because I would either be owning the company or getting fired because I'd be speaking out too much. So <laughs> take a little bit of my advice, but maybe not all of it if you really want to, if you really need that job <laughs> right now. But I, I think that salespeople can write their own ticket. I think that's one of the highest paid um, you know, jobs that will ever be when you can really sell. And again, when I came into the speaking world, I didn't know that selling was going to be the number one thing that helped me be so successful in this business. Um, because it wasn't just selling the next speaking engagement. It was learning to use the skill of speaking to sell high-end programs. Um, and again, I realized that you don't have to sell a lot. You sell, you know, high-end and, you know, you get real high-quality clients. And so, you know, I learned that kind of out of desperation, You know, when the 2008 financial crisis happened, uh, really hit hard in the U.S. and there was no business. And I was at the height of my speaking career. So if you're listening to this now, I'm at the height of my corporate career. I can't rock the boat. I can't speak my mind. You know, hey, you don't know tomorrow that you're going to have that job. But, you know, sometimes, you know, just being your own person, if you position yourself in a way that you have your own personal brand and make a difference in that organization, then you're going to be irreplaceable. And you're able to pick and choose if you want to stay there or not. And I, I believe that's really true. As always, in the worst times as an entrepreneur, when you hit the wall, you know, you fall down and you think, oh my gosh, you know, what's next? You know, I've done that many times. And, and often, it's it's a blessing in, dis- in, uh, in disguise that there's a different way or a better way to do something. And sometimes you're forced to do it. And I have a lot of clients that are corporate clients that come to me that kind of want to get out of the corporate market or want to create that side hustle of something they're going to do when they do plan to leave the corporate market or if something changes, they've got that security, um, which is really smart to be able to have that um, there. And And the thing is that you know, they all came from the same thing. All the, you know, the golden handcuffs. Yeah, I'm making a lot of money, but there's more than just making a lot of money. I'd like to have a voice and do what I want to do when I love doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's an awful lot of founders that listen to this as well. And it's so important that they have their own personal brand um, because it's that that often sells the company, helps them to to get get investments. So give us some strategies of how you go about building your expert status, building your personal brand. Well, let's just talk about where you came, where you're just talking about right there, Janice. So somebody's coming from executive out of a corporate market, but they want to be a, an expert and then maybe go off and do speaking or build their own entrepreneurial venture or an online business, whatever it is. That credibility that they have from coming from the corporate market, leading teams, building a company to multi-million dollar business, whatever it is that you've been able to help them do. This is the thing. That's about putting the efforts in where you really see 
that your efforts have got that kind of return because now you leave with that portfolio. Um, and, you know, usually it's a resume going to another job. And in my case, you know, my clients are usually leaving that corporate job, starting on their own thing, but they take that credibility and all the things that they've done. It's almost like taking a bag of, you know, a skills, putting all your skills in one bag, but then you just go and you, you position yourself as an expert with all that, the, all those skills and all that knowledge and wisdom behind you, you're definitely going to catapult in success, you know, be successful much faster. Um, and because there's a no like and trust factor and you built the trust and the credibility because of your background. Um, and so that's also part of positioning. You take what you have done, but you reposition it for yourself being an expert in whatever it is you want to do. And then I just talk about the skill of speaking because speaking is the number one way to sell anything because you put yourself out there as an influencer and authority. And most people are afraid of public speaking. So if you go up there and you do a great job as a professional speaker, public speaker, whatever it is you want to be, and then you, you know, you with your enthusiasm sells a service or a product uh, you're going to be outweighing anybody else in sales because that's that power of the influence along with sales and the no like trust factor puts you at the top of the game. So what about someone that hasn't got that corporate background, but they do have a product or a service, something that might be there's going to be some uniqueness to it, but they need to get it out there. So they need to build their personal brand and, and you know, uh, 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 their product offering awareness. So what would you say to, to them? Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, I have a lot of clients that come to me and they go, I have an idea. Can you make it? Can you have me make, help me make money from it? You know, get your idea out there. Well, you know, based on what I love teaching, I love personal development. I found a different way of teaching it because in my background, and I'm talking about a client, not myself, but, um, you know, they've gone to therapy, they've gone through all kinds of coaching programs, and they found that they got results from this one thing that they discovered. And maybe they put their their fingerprint on it and their own blueprint on it, their own system on it. Uh, but they really don't know how to really get that out there. They're like, I know it's going to help a lot of people because it's helped me. And then a lot of people start the the speaking business or the coaching business because they have a passion or because they went through something hard and want to help other people. But that doesn't mean you know how to monetize it, right? So the first thing is you have to build a foundation. The foundation is your expert brand. And that is the critical piece. You know, if you've heard recently, Elon Musk said that Twitter wanted the most that they they felt was most valuable in the what they were selling when they sold Twitter was our brand, our bird, the image, the bird, the logo. And he's like, well, you know, I can redo this. You know, I think he's going to call it X now or something like that. It's like, you know, I even look at that bird and I think that's kind of old school. It's been around a long time, but in their mind, they felt that brand was so big. But when it's done right, that brand is huge because the brand is what positions you. It's not just a logo. It's your unique selling proposition. If you see above me, you see I'm the world's number one authority on expert positioning. How do I claim that? Well, I've been doing it for decades and I claimed it because people would say over and over, you're the expert of experts. I was listening to what people were saying. I was looking, listening to what could set me apart and set a brand where people, maybe if they didn't even remember my name, they would remember that brand just so I had done when I wrote the book. Confessions of Shameless Self-Promoters. Everybody called me shameless back then. It was like, I knew the power of the brand very early on, right? And so that's really the brand as part of the positioning. So you start with that and then you 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 kind of build from there. Um, and a lot of people come again with the idea they have nothing. So we build out the entire brand, build out their website, then teach them the skill of speaking and offering their services. 
And that's where they go get most of their clients so they can launch very quickly to go out, uh, waive a speaking fee because they're really not, you know, at the level where they should have a fee yet. But, you know, we give them a fee. So there's a value. And then they waive the fee. They have training of going out there and being a good speaker. And when they speak, the whole thing is engineered to make a sale. And so it gives people information enough to where they say, wow, you're speaking directly to me. I want that. Versus a one-on-one conversation, which a lot of people do that like come out of direct sales or network marketing, let's go meet for coffee. That's a painful way to, to sell. Uh, it's like, you want to be in front of a lot of people. And I used to hate networking. You know, you'd never think that I hate networking about going, but it's like, no, I don't want to have to sell myself one person to one person. I want to be in front of the room. That's networking on steroids because now you're the expert in front of the room speaking to a group of people, you don't have to go around the room and sell yourself because the speech sells itself here, your expertise sells itself. So the, the power of that is huge. And, and I'm not one to say I ran into the speaking business and everybody needs to be a professional speaker. I didn't even know it was a business 27 years ago, Janice. I had no idea. Um, you know, I ran, a, I ran clothing stores, I had women's clothing stores, built and sold women's clothing stores for uh, 15 years. Um, and I went to Toastmasters just to be, you know, better at networking and communicating, you know, to do fashion shows. I didn't plan to be a speaker. Um, the only reason I became a speaker is because I saw a problem. And I think that's anything in sales is you see a problem, you're going to have a solution. And a lot of time, that's what sales is. You're offering a solution to people's problems. And you just have to have the right solution for that market, that target audience that you're speaking to. And in this case, it was, I would go to these big trade shows and they would have no seminars. And I'm like, why are you not teaching people to be successful. You're just selling them stuff, but you're not teaching them to be successful. They're not going to be coming back buying if they don't stay in business. I said, I can do a, you know, kind of like I can do a seminar, right? It's like, what do I know? Right. Um, and then I remember telling the, the meeting planner at the event, like um, I can fill that room, standing room only. And then you ever say anything, Janice and go, what the heck did I just say? Like, I don't know how to do that, <laughs> but then I had to do it and I did it. And that's really what launched my speaking business, because I knew that there was a problem, that they weren't educating people. I knew I had the solution. I might not have been the best speaker then, you know, didn't have a lot of training, but I was in the right place. And what sold me, which ties into what we were talking about, is the credibility of my background. Started from zero and, and bought a business that lost money and built that business to a multi-million dollar business. So I knew some things, right? Uh, and a lot of you that are listening here, you don't have to be a good speaker. You just have to have enough of credibility of background, success of what you've done, other, that other people listen to you and say, I want, to, I want that. I want that information. Can you teach me how to do that? Well, yeah, maybe I could. Yeah, well, you know, there's going to be a lot of people on this Scale Yourselves podcast that's, you know, rather than speaking, they'll be thinking about, OK, how can they present themselves better? They're not necessarily on big stages, um, you know, in audiences. And, you know, they might say in a kind of B2B enterprise environment that the kind of standing on stage and making an offer is not really, you know, the environment that they kind of work in. So, you know, what what would be relevant to, to them that are in the kind of speaking, sorry, in the sales environment, doing presentations? Um, how can they capitalize on this? Sure. Well, before I ever became you know speaker and selling into any of that stuff, I had to sell my ideas as an entrepreneur to a banker. I had to sell my ideas to anybody that wanted to invest in my business and my real estate investment business. I mean, any, you just sell your enthusiasm or what you have. It doesn't, 
this, when I say a stage, I, this is an example. Your stage is a boardroom. Your stage is a Zoom call. Your stage is, you know, in a meeting, you know, with, in a corporate meeting where you stand up and give your voice and you have ideas and you have to sell your ideas, especially when your ideas are a little against the grain or a little different and you need to have, you know, earn the respect from the, the group. You're, you're not, if you just sit there and you just say, I don't want to speak because I'm, af- I'm afraid of public speaking and you're in the boardroom and you don't speak up. Are you going to be now acknowledged when there's somebody that gets a raise? And no, it's, you know, that's kind of the, the way it rolls. It's like people that have a voice and are comfortable speaking up. Those are the ones that are going to be picked for leadership. And those are the ones that are going to get raises. And, and so when I say speaking, it's, it's so many different ways now. Um, and even somebody that wants to even start a side hustle, you can do a complete online business and do zoom. Um, you know, so you don't, you don't ever have to step on a stage ever again. I mean, COVID kind of the pandemic kind of gave us that gift in a way that we all went online and now we accept it more than we've ever accepted it before. Um, but in meetings, we got used to that, you know, uh, it's like, how do you, sh- how you show up every day is how you show up. It's like, you need to show up your best, like as nobody's watching and you need to show up uh, being um, at top of your game, knowing that you're prepared to go in that meeting and have a voice because that's, what's going to make a difference. And so when I say speaking, it's really having a voice. So what mistakes do you see enterprises make in market positioning? Um, well, we've got some good examples of that right here in the States. Uh, Budweiser is like, uh, let's just say, um, yeah, well, that's saying as you woke, woke, you woke, broke. Okay, so that's just one saying, right? It it just happens to be the case because um, it was they didn't really feel that the backlash of the Americans would be, I'm going to boycott Target, I'm going to boycott Budweiser, I'm going to boycott anybody that that changes, no matter how powerful and big that brand is. And those were huge, huge brands, and they lost millions, billions of dollars. Um, and, and we're seeing it happen and playing out. So it, it really does make a difference. You have to know who your target market is and you need to speak to them at all times. And when you offend a target market um, or the mass majority of a target market versus going into a narrow part of that market, um, there's going to be some backlash. And I think that's, you know, we've seen it happen in big corporations right now. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how big the name is. Um, anybody can go down at any time and we, we see it, especially now more than we've ever seen it before. Don't you think, um, that there's a certain beauty in that, in that sometimes corporations, and we have our examples here in Europe and UK as well, that they, they feel that they're untouchable and then, you know, someone, you know, says something and, and they still see the wrath of their, their audience because they didn't really, they weren't really in touch with their, their audience. And I I think there's a certain beauty in that really. I don't know what you think. Oh yeah. It's uh, that we all have a voice and we, we give choices. You know, you're not the only game in town. I don't care how big the company is. You know, people don't have to shop at Target. They can go shop at any other store, right? They don't have to give their money uh, to a company uh, if they don't respect them. And and I think that's you know, just always being true to your brand, who your market is. Um, and again, the beauty, again, like you said in that, is that things change yeah. and you got to be on the top of your game. Um, and, and I think that leaves a lot more opportunity for people that stay on top of their game and do pay attention because now that we have companies that are saying, Hey, 
there's some other companies out there that are really awesome and they pay attention to their customers and they make a big difference and they really care about us, especially when you feel like your own government doesn't care about you and that you're not being heard. There's less trust than ever before. And that trust is penetrating through corporations. It's penetrating through big pharma. And we don't have to get political on this, but it's penetrating through everything. I don't think there's ever been a time, Janice, like you said, that we have a bigger, bigger voice than we ever really thought about because we think, oh, we, we can't control all the things that are happening. Yes, we can, because our voices are huge and they're being heard. I absolutely agree with that. And, you know, in your book, Success is Easy, you talk about escaping the flip-flop zone and making quality decisions, which is aligned to what we've just been talking about. So explain that further. Yeah, well, I wrote the book, Success is Easy, because no one has ever said success is easy. You ever anybody tell you that? And so I actually sold that book to Entrepreneur Magazine. um, And it was like my dream publisher. And I came up with the idea and got on a call with them and you know, got a referral from somebody else I know. The power of building relationships is massive. Um, and that's how I got in. You know, you, a lot of times that's it. Uh, you know, you speak up in a relationship and that was it. I got I got in to Entrepreneur Magazine because I spoke up in an audience of 100 people who are supposed to be spokespeople that are supposed to be professionals. And nobody stood up except me and raised my hand and congratulated the speaker for having a best-selling book through Entrepreneur Magazine. I did. And I said, congratulations, that's amazing. That's my dream publisher. And he says to me, I will give you the contact. Wow. And nobody else even asked. And I was published by it. And there's only other person I know that's been forward to that as one of my personal clients that I got them into Entrepreneur Magazine as well. Well-deserved. But um, the, they love the title because it was so different than what people have been taught growing up, that success is always hard. You have to do the hard things. Um but I think that, you know, the flip-flopping of ideas, excuses, you know, there's so many ways that success is hard. That's an excuse. I don't deserve success. That's an excuse. Uh, what if I fail? What if I take a chance and I fail? There's so many what ifs, right? I can't tell you how many times I've failed in life, but the successes are what shows up. Nobody sees that, all the things you, the ways you had to fail forward to get there. And I believe that failure is just lessons. Uh, and so I really taught it in a way that it was like a lot of my personal stories growing up in a family business and, you know, uh, you know, the, in my mindset of how I believe that the right opportunities in front of you, like it was success was easy. I spoke my mind and raised my hand. I got an entrepreneur deal along, you know, along the way. But I mean, I've always run my life like that, like, you know, um, because I believe that if you um build relationships, that's a great way to have success. If you have a positive success mindset, um, that's a way to build success. If you believe, and this is a huge one, Janice, if you believe you have value and you value your worth, you will never sell yourself short. You will never have to discount what you offer. And that's something I learned, you know, a lesson growing up in a family business from my father. It's like, you don't have to discount anything. If you give great value, then people will pay the price. And you don't want the people that come in for the deal. You want people that are high quality that get your value and understand you. And I've carried my business on like that for all my adult life. And I think that's very relevant in sales and especially in challenging markets as well. You know, you've got to hold firm and offer more value. So how um, if you're on a desert island on your own, Debbie, what would be the one thing you took with you? My book success is easy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, what would I take with me? Um, 
I'd have to say my husband because he'd pretty figure out a solution, but that probably would be the best thing because he's like a solution oriented. But you know how men are sometimes, you know, guys that you're listening here, you always want to give a solution. So we want a trusted man in our life that will always help us come up with solutions. So uh, he'd figure out a way. He'd make a boat out of a palm tree. Who knows what? <laughs> but we'd be out of there. And I, and I know that to be true. And I'm a survivor, too, because we're both uh, been entrepreneurs say, our whole actually, life. It just sounds like you're this is your character. You're the survivor. You're the one that, you know, put yourself forward. It, you know, that's what you've told me about a lot of what you do. No one else did it. So I did. So I would imagine actually you'd, you'd fare OK on a desert island. Yeah. And then I'd have him and he's like that too, because he's been an entrepreneur and we're both like solution oriented. So, you know, we, we're the two, we're the two like, okay, we're, I was, and I just happened to me, I was an earthquake on the four, 40th floor in downtown Los Angeles, the big earthquake. Right. And the whole thing is like swaying. I'm like, though, my life is over. Right. And people are freaking out, running out in the hall. And I'm like, okay, this is my job now. I'm supposed to help people. And I kick into leadership mode right away okay, we're going to do this. Like, I don't know what to do, but it's like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to do this. Right. And then we're going to, we're going to go grab your stuff, go grab your valuables, get out here in the hall, come back in one minute. We're going to run down these stairs, you know? And it's like, you know, I just had somebody there that I could help. And I, you know, and I, my husband's been in near death experiences where, you know, he helped other people and that's how he survived. And so I think that's, you know, comes into big play in business. I think that you, we learn this as entrepreneurs, like there's just a survival mode. There's no accepting failure. There's bumps in the roads and you got stories from that, but nobody's going to take us down because we're going to reinvent it. We're going to change it. And I think that's, if you have that mindset, you know, success really does come easy for you because you're going to meet somebody that's going to give you an opportunity because they respect what you're doing. You're going to move past obstacles. You're not going to use those excuses and you're just going to keep moving forward. And, and I know people be listening to this going, oh yeah, that's because you've had success. No, I, it's because I've learned, I've earned every step of that um, to get to this place. Um, and you can do the same thing. And I'm here just a little bit of motivation to tell you today, um, you know, success is actually easier than failure. When you think about it, Janice, you're on this podcast all the time, giving people advice, giving people, bringing in some of the top experts in the world. And there's so many podcasts and books and things, so many opportunities to learn to be successful. And why do people actually accept failure over success when we're surrounded by success opportunities? I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure they're going to learn a lot from listening to you here on the podcast and uh, be motivated by your inspiring words. So thank you. Uh, how can listeners get hold of you, Debbie? Yeah, thanks for asking that. They can go to my website, DebbieAllen.com, D-E-B-B-I-E-A-L-L-E-N.com. And uh, they can also go get a free gift at uh, ExpertPositioningSuccess.com expertpositioningsuccess.com. I put together a plan. You can actually become an expert, create a business plan. So if you're thinking about you want to create an expertise, a side hustle or whatever it is, that's a great resource to give you a step-by-step blueprint um, and actually even put together a one-page business plan to make it happen. Um, So my pleasure to be able to share that with your, your listeners here. Excellent. Thank you so much for being a guest on Scale Your Sales podcast, Debbie Allen. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast. 
If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.